This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badasses. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club podcast. I am your co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. I'm here with my lovely co-host and business bestie in business and life. In life, yeah. Laurie Wallace. Hey, friends. What's up? Um, Today, we are recapping 2022. Celebrating. How exciting. Um, But as always, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you lead such busy lives. Um, You know, life, life is crazy. And we're, we're recapping life today. Recapping life. And yeah, yeah. Life is crazy and moves really, really fast. Right. Blink of an eye. The fact that you guys choose to spend your time with us. We're so grateful. Thank you so much. Um, lady, let's get into it. Boom. January. January. <laughs> I, think I got I'm, COVID for the first time. Same. <laughs> I kind of forgot that we, we were like in tandem. I think I got it first. Yeah. We started the year with COVID. <laughs> Thought I was going to die. Like, same. I've never been so sick in my life, y'all. It was terrible. Was like in the gutter depressed towards the end of it. <laughs> I was like, what is my life? Like, yes. um, yeah. Wow. I, I had it my birthday weekend. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I also, you know what, is it weird that when you get sick, sometimes you like fall into the binge watching hole? Like for some reason, I remember all the shows really vividly that I watched while I was sick with COVID last January. And they're shows that I like don't want to watch season two of, you know, <laughs> like that there was something about me absorbing them. Um, oh, I can't even remember what it name. But anyway, yeah. COVID in January, like really, really intense. Yeah, that was the sickest I've ever been. I felt like I was, and that was like the, when Omicron was mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Felt like I was swallowing knives. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. That was worse than childbirth. Yeah. I'm not kidding, but I was doped up for childbirth. So your birth you know, was pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah like, I had a really great, yeah. like pain-free experience. Right. So shout out to the mamas that don't do that. I am mm. not that person, but I'm really proud of you. But yeah, um, not for me. So COVID in January was a lot. Yeah. But right on the heels of COVID in January was, well, first of all, before we go down this path, I want to talk about like how easy it is because life's a freight train. And we were just talking about how fast it all goes in the blink of an eye. How common it is, especially for high achieving women, to hit huge milestones and have giant things happen that are so worthy of celebration, but that because you're so busy and you're like on to the next thing, we don't celebrate the amazing badass shit that we're doing all the time, right. every right, right, right. day, every week, every month. Um, and so part of today's episode is like an opportunity to go back and revisit all of the amazing things that we've done over the last year. And hopefully inspire our listeners to go back over their last year and like celebrate the highlights. Yeah, girl. Because there were highlights and that it's easy to forget what happened unless you go back. But also celebrating the shit that's not on the highlight reel. 
The shit that's behind closed doors that, you know, when you're right. crying at night, yes. like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Because, okay, before we t- really talk about 2022, yeah. you guys, if you're regular listeners, you probably know the story, but Laurie and I worked together for 11 years at a salon. And in June of 2020, Laurie, who was our manager and the matriarch in the fucking heart of that place left. I did. For her own personal reasons on her own healing journey. And although it was really scary for me as your best friend, I was 1 million percent like supportive, even though it scared the shit out of me. I was not ready to make that jump myself, Mm -hmm. but I was totally on board with you making that jump, even though I knew what that meant for the writing on the wall for me yeah, and the rest of us there. Yeah. Um, so Laurie made that really big decision in June of 2020. Yeah. Um, and that changed everything. June of 2021. You're correct. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I hit the time warp all of a sudden. Oh my God. Um, yes. But yeah. Well, COVID. Yeah, let's, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that we both had COVID again? Everything <laughs> kind of melts together. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. June of 2021. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you made that decision and that was kind of the vehicle for shit to get moving really, really quickly. You know that thing that they say about like endings are really just beginnings? Yeah. Like, that's Truth. so much what it was like, Truth. you know, like that so, taking that big step. Was... You know what? Like, so I'll just put it out there. I'll just, you know, we we haven't really talked about it in detail and I won't go into too much detail out of respect for others that were involved, but it got to the point where basically we were told, you guys don't need a manager. You can manage yourselves. And I was like, yeah, okay. And... That kind of escalated to really low morale. Um, And by this time, Laurie's gone. Yes. I was kind of running things. And um, it just got to the point of having a conversation. That conversation led to, okay, we're closing. The situation became intolerable. Yes. And the answer was to close the location. Correct. Yeah. and we had 120 days. Yes. So that was um, really hard for me because I felt like I was solely responsible for making everyone lose their jobs. <laughs> because I also felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, because when the conversation was had between myself and the owner, um, I wasn't expecting it to go that way. I truly honestly felt like we were going to talk about how the owner al- was going to step in and do their job. Right. Al- yeah. Alternatives right. and, you know, like phasing in a new crew and then I would be on my way out or whatever the situation would be. I was not expecting, well, we'll put in our notice tomorrow. Let's tell the team. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. So that happened. So we had 120 days. So November, December of 2021, 
which if you're not in the beauty industry is the most insane time. Yeah. Um, you're like, I was already working 50 hours a week when it's November, December, I was working six ish hours if a week. You were lucky. Um, all while needing to find plan B mm-hmm. or the new plan A, right? <laughs> I should say. So how, like, how the fuck are you supposed to like make a huge major life decision when you're like 11 years of at least my life. Um, not everyone there had been there for 11 years, but I had been there since the day we opened Yeah, pretty close to. So, well, and based on age range, like there were a couple of you that had been there in double digit years. Yes. But the other ones that had only been there a handful of years were also in their early 20s. You know, like right. they had just started their careers. Right. So, so yeah. it kind of seems like forever when that's as long as you've been in the well, business. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then that leads us to January of 2020. That's when shit really started needing to get real. And I got sick. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, cool. Um, But my decision was made to open my own salon in my home. work somewhere, yeah. Um, and a lot of things went into that decision. Um, mostly I was just really jaded and needed to kind of do my own thing. And I wanted full and complete control over what that was for me. Um, and I was so fucking lucky to have all the support in the world with Laurie, with my family, with other friends who literally everyone in my orbit said, how can we help? Yeah. And y'all, I can't, like, it makes me emotional. I can't even begin to say how much that meant to me and how now when situations come up like that with other people, because it happened to me, my, my response is, what do you need? Yeah. Because it was such a gift. It also is so obvious when you look back at situations like that how things that seem nearly impossible are 1 million percent possible. You know, like that with 120 days out, not only did you have to make a decision about, do I go to another salon and work as an employee? Do I go lease a space somewhere and pay rent every week? Mm -hmm. Or do I remodel my house and my spare bedroom into my own business based out of the home. So that was one decision, right? But then even after you made the decision of what you were going to do, then there was the execution of this decision in the busiest time of year. I didn't start executing till after Christmas, let's be clear. Because you were working like a maniac through the holiday season. Then (laughs) even after working like a maniac through the holiday season, you also have a child that you have to do Christmas (laughs) wonder and cheer for, right? right? So then you had to have the holiday. Then the illness, and then no bullshit, (laughs) y'all. I want to say in like 24 days, somehow, Badass Beauty and Healing was born, you know? Like, it was literally a three-week turnover time. It was, my house was upside down, insane. I literally gave my key to contractors because Mm -hmm. I couldn't be there. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm just going to trust you that you're not taking my shit. Mm -hmm. And- well, I mean, they did, but with permission, because I was like trading get, get out, out here, like, yeah. hey, you want that bedroom set? Knock a couple hundred off for that paint job right. and it's yours, you know, like. But to look at it, all of it 
oh at my the God. end, right? Where now- On paper, it doesn't make sense. It never makes sense on paper. Like never. if you want to do something that seems completely unreasonable and not at all attainable, know that it is absolutely positive that you can do it. And sometimes it just means you can't do it alone. Yeah. You know, like that it- that Which you're was going, huge for me. Right. Because you were- I remember you several times you were like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that it's going to happen. Yeah. And then just to add like a little thread of pressure to the whole situation. Badass Beauty and Healing opened like, what was your first day? February 15th. Okay. They so February 15th. The other place, February 12th. Okay. So salon closes February 12th. Badass Beauty and Healing opens February 15th. And then what? We left on like February 28th. Yes. For, for our Costa first Rica. Costa Rican <laughs> retreat. So there was like no time, y'all. Like, And as far as like planning this retreat that we did <laughs> in March of 2022, our first international retreat that we had been planning for over a year. Right. Um, they... The alignment of how all of that came together and how many things had to fall into place in order to get the salon open and then regroup and shift a little bit and move into retreat beach mode. Jessica. Yeah. Like, well, so many people were like, wait, this your other salon closes February 12th. You're reopening like your new place February 15th. You're not taking any time off. I'm like, I'm about to go to Costa Rica for two weeks or a week and a half, whatever it was. I'm not going to take time off. Like, I mean, I totally could have, but I just felt like I had to get in there. Um, and truly, like when you're doing life on your terms and you're doing work on your terms, like taking time off is you still do it. But it's not like time off from your life that you cannot stand and can't wait to get away from, you know, right. like. Yeah, I'm going to take time off from hanging out on the beach with people and, you know, like showing them a great time. Yeah. I'm not going to take time off from that. Like, right. are you kidding me? That's like my dream. So, yeah. So, yeah. Opening the salon, closing the other salon, which was, well, I won't go into detail, but not the greatest time. Fucking painful. Like, really go ahead and painful. call it what it was. You know, like, okay, not just because yeah, it I was painful. Had been gone for seven months by the time the salon closed, eight months maybe. But it was painful for me when it closed, too, you know, like from a distance, even though as people were making decisions about where they were going to work next, I obviously had a hand in like supporting them and helping them and giving them advice. You know, like I wasn't working yeah, there, Laurie but I wasn't, wasn't gone. gone. You know? Laurie like, was they were always still around. My yeah. But when that salon closed, it was the end of an era. Yeah. And it was a huge chapter in both of our lives. And not just the fact that it closed, like, I knew it was coming to an end and that was okay. But the circumstances and the way it closed and the things that you learn about how people handle those situations as they were progressing, like it was painful. And at the same time, a really good example of why the world needs business women like you and I. Yeah. Like that it also kind of like made me feel obligated and gave me a responsibility to do business better than that and to take care of people better than that and to listen better than that and yeah like it just is such a end of an error marker in my lifetime anyway you know of when everything started to shift and we could start to kind of move into our own orbits a little bit um, well you know what's so funny 
you say that. I had a client the other day who sent me a private message on Facebook and Mm -hmm. it was like an ad for a salon looking to hire people. Mm -hmm. And she said, Hey, I hope I'm not like overstepping here. I just wasn't sure if you're still happy being on your own, but this place sounds a lot like fill in the blank. Fill in the blank, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to pass it along to you in case you were wanting to get back into something like that. Interesting. And um, I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking about me. Um, but I really don't think that that's necessary um, because I'm like way too jaded even still to like go back to something like that. I'm scarred. Like, all <laughs> scarred like, yeah. forever. Um, and she goes, really? That's so interesting. From the outside, it looked like you were loving it. Loving it yeah. And so excited. And I was like, well, that was my survival trauma response to right. don't look over here. Don't look over here. Look over here. Look over yeah. here. Don't look at the fire blazing behind me. Don't see the dumpster fire. <laughs> right. my yeah. um, so, you know, like, and listen, it wasn't all bad. I look back on those 11 years and I do have amazing, wonderful memories and I will forever be grateful for that time and for those memories, I grew a lot. And in the beginning, it was really fun yeah. and incredible. Sure. And I will always hold a special place in my heart for those times. And um, a lot was going on behind the scenes that a lot of clients there will never know about. And I would never and know about right, you know, and like, they shouldn't. Yeah, totally. And I will never, you know, I will never explicitly say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, no workplace dynamics. That's not, uh, we're not unique where that shit's concerned. Like oh, yeah, all I workplaces know. have an undertow of reality versus what clients right. see on the outside. But um, anyway, enough about that. We did Costa Rica. We did Costa Rica before Costa Rica though, while you were doing badass beauty and healing is Ooh. when I really started, um, facilitating breathwork mm-hmm. ceremonies. I had just finished my training on that. And I feel like it was like the end of January was my first solo breathwork um, session that I did. And now it's such a big part of what I'm doing and what we're doing. It, I was going back through my passion planner the other day for the year. And, you know, in the back, there's all the blank pages where you can just like write stuff out. And the very first blank page in the back was me writing an outline so I wouldn't fuck up the order of things for yeah. breath work, you know, yeah. where I was like trying to outline it all out and like get it committed to memory in a way that it came out kind of fluid. And, um, and so, yeah, like noticing things like that where I was like, wow, it feels like I've been doing that forever, but I haven't even been doing it a year yet. You know, yeah. like that it's, things are so new, even when they feel so familiar, you know, and was so grateful to have breath work as a facilitator, but also as a participant in that really intense time in those first two months of the year. Um, Cause yeah, we were moving lots of energy and lots of things were changing yeah. and shifting. And um, so yeah, breath work, badass beauty and healing, freaking Costa Rica. Like we've, 
recorded entire episodes on that whole experience. And that was the first time you and I facilitated breathwork together, wasn't it? I mean, we walked the floor with Monica, but yeah, Monica really held that. Um, but that was your first time walking. I forgot about that. That was like my first time walking. Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, and then I was addicted. Yeah. Sorry. And you guys, as 2023 comes, you'll be seeing me. Doing a lot more of that. Doing a lot more of that. Yeah. Solo, but also with Laurie's um, assistance. And I will be I will be breathing at and... your breathwork sessions. I'll be like, <laughs> okay, y'all. Um, we're but going yeah. to be supporting each other in that. All things, All but especially things. in breathwork. So if we were to sum up, like Costa Rica, well, first things first, I was there for a month. You sure So were. aside from like the retreat part of it, it was a big... Um, step away, you know, and like time out of life a little bit. And still was really like, I feel like for all of the planning of Costa Rica, like it still drained me, you know, like, and that I've learned so much more boundary wise, I guess, over the last year about how to not let events take every last bit of what I have, you know, to put up and yeah, like that That first Costa Rica retreat was so special, A, I think because of the people that were there. Oh my gosh, it was a perfect group. And because it was something that we both had this like vision of that was actually happening and we were doing it, you know, lots of learning curve, you know, and uh, opportunities to make it better the next time around, um, which is coming up really soon. But that was all just in March. Seriously. Like, we're still in the first quarter of the <laughs> year um, that we did Costa Rica. Now, it was really after Costa Rica that, yeah, it was kind of in that April window that I started um, doing the shame group mm-hmm. session, you know, where I was doing group online courses with people and focusing on shame, but also getting into this, like, burnout conversation where a lot of the work with my clients became working with people who were burnout either at work or in their personal lives or whatever, you know, like helping people process the things that keep them stuck, which is so funny because we were both kind of stuck, you know, like not very far before that. And I just love the way that life kind of unfolds where like you experience something and then somehow you look up and you're helping other people work through the thing that you just experienced, you know, and that this is so true of coaches. This is so true of healers that you're usually working in the medicine that you actually need, you know? So it's like this tandem thing where you're like, it's five steps ahead of the people that you're helping, but you don't have to be, a million steps ahead and you don't have to like have it all figured out. Like the point is that the closer you are to where they are just a little bit ahead means that it's easier to hold space for them. You know, like you get too far ahead of people and it gets like annoying yeah. and you're like really figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that there is something about being three to five steps ahead that makes you a great coach and a great support to people because you were just there. Yeah. And you know what that was like. Um, but that was my first online course in yeah. a group program like that. Yeah. And it was really successful. I sold it while I was in Costa Rica. So yeah, that was the did. first thing. Um, 
And then, yeah, just what it looked like to execute that and be committed to that schedule and to be holding a virtual container that was that large. Um, well, and that shifted a little bit, right? Because the intention was to do it alongside. Yeah, it was going to be a team thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it ended up being a solo thing. Yeah. Which was Which interestingly awesome. Worked out for yeah. you. Yeah. It was also one of those situations where I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I guess I'll just go with the flow and figure it out. You know, yeah. like that things had to be really flexible. Um, and, you know, like we had done Badass's Guide to Feeling Good, but that was a very different kind of course offering, you know, mm-hmm. like working through shame with people was intense. It's heavy. And to my earlier point, like you work, you do the work with people that you also need yourself. So it like activated so much of my own shame that came up in so many different areas that it was a big growth process. And it was a three month container, like maybe eight weeks, maybe it was a two month container. It was a long time, you know, where it kept coming up and coming around, but yeah, like there was a lot to learn in facilitating those online courses. Um, Yeah. And April, I I went to KC. Yeah. Adelaide's birthday. Adelaide's birthday. Can't be forgetting that. My big girl. Your big girl, yes. I so April was when you went to KC and did the Midwest. No, no. it was just Oh, it was a class. class. Yeah. So it was like your second trip to KC. Yeah. Working with this crew that working we've been running crew, with, you yes. know. Um doing creative work, um, educating and just like building relationships and establishing a presence in that creative. Yeah. community. And you know what I love about Kansas City is that like that crew, the people who are there and the people who travel there, mm-hmm. it just proves to creatives everywhere, no matter where you are. Like, yes, the East Coast and West Coast are ideal, but there are people in your communities right here in our landlocked Midwest, like, you know, um, kind of area that there are people like you all around. And, you know, sometimes the universe just kind of delivers who you need when you need them. And this crew in particular, um, shout out to everyone like Vilma, um, Lupe, Gino, Dusty, like Peter, all those guys, they're freaking incredible to work with. And they're so good to work with. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like night and day. Yeah. Based on my experience with all of that. So, right. yeah, it's funny how those like laying those foundations has turned into so much work. Yeah. Just a few months later, you yeah. know. Yeah. It was, um, good. it was also like late April, early May that I started the Abundant Creative CEO. Yeah. Which kind of turned into um, supporting beauty businesses and Mm -hmm. working with independent owners, whether they own their own spa or their own chair or working with salon teams in traditional commission salons. But this idea that like it's sometimes in my experience in the salon business that when people have salons or they have locations like that, that they really just own a job. You know, like that they don't ever um, get to a place where they're making the money or having the flexibility or 
the quote unquote success that's going to allow them to not be in hustle mode and hustle culture for the sake of keeping their business open. Right. And that even when you're the owner, that sometimes you still need support to help just decide what's the right direction, you know, and where you want to expand and when you need help and when you need to invest in things and all of this stuff. And that I had so much experience supporting beauty business, but at the same hand, what I knew was that success or failure had a lot more to do with your vibration than it did your business skills or your hair skills or your skin skills. And so Abundant Creative CEO was really so much about teaching people in business, creatives in business, how to tune their frequency, how to tune their vibration. So they were attracting the clients, they were attracting the team members, they were attracting the opportunities that were in alignment with them. And they weren't just fighting for scraps and trying to operate from frustration because that's not going to get you where you're going. Like it's a, it's the wrong vibe. It's the wrong frequency. And that we can talk strategy all day long, but if your frequency's in the gutter, your strategy means shit, you know, and that coaching businesses like that and coaching people to tune that frequency has been so a good for my own business, you know, methods where I got to check myself if that's what I'm teaching, you know, mm-hmm. but also just really rewarding to see where some of these businesses are that I started working with in March at the end of the year where they are, they have grown, they have expanded, they are more stable, they are happier and have more personal time and have teams that they really are proud of. Like, um, so yeah, that was a really beautiful thing that came out in late spring was just this idea that yeah, I don't have to teach strategy and it doesn't all have to be about the, what do you do? You know, like how do you fucking feel right now? And if you feel like shit, well then let's fix that because all of this outside stuff doesn't have to be a barrier on that. You know, like you can control your thoughts. You can control how you feel. And then you can't just do it once. Like that's why you have support is because you need somebody that's going to keep bringing you back to that space, you know, where you know that you can work through that. Um, but something came up really big right after that. Did we go? God. Oh, you know what? It was shadow and light. Oh yeah. That came up shortly. I mean, it's so fun to go back through and like, look at all of this. So shadow and light was like early summer. Yeah. That's when Jana McGill Jana McGill came, came on from Mexico. And yeah. If you guys have not listened to those episodes, go back, listen to the Jana McGill episodes. Mm-hmm. Jana is so freaking cool. So good. I also think it's so interesting, like timing and whatever, that you were coming off of like closing the salon, opening your own salon. Badass Ladies Club was working. We finished the retreat, which was like such a big, you know, like effort. Okay, now that's done. Mm-hmm. And getting back into a routine with what it was going to look like to work for yourself. And then somehow we get into this idea of working shadow work. Yeah. And that that was a really rich time to be picking at darkness and shadows. Uh, Yeah. Well, to say the least, um, I came back from Costa Rica ready to talk about things that, like, I had not talked about or shared before and it was just a really nitty gritty time for me yeah well and that shadow work is this like whole concept of 
looking at these parts that maybe you don't try and talk about or don't try and show other people. Yeah. And instead of pushing them away and packing them in a corner, instead pulling them out and holding them and loving them and appreciating these, you know, things about yourself. Yeah. And that's really vulnerable work, you know? It's really intense work. Yeah. Um, And I I will say for anyone who may be experiencing those nitty gritty things, I'm telling you from experience, it was like I had been bottling up these, this certain thing for a long, long time. And when I let it into the open, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, to, to heal something like, it almost has to be exposed to air. Yeah. It has to get cleaned Mm. and that sucks. And, um, but I feel like I moved through it, not to say that it's still not a part of me that I have to really lean into sometimes. I'm not saying that it's magic and completely healed and I'm completely fine and everything's okay. It's not the way things work. Not the way things work. And I feel like with the work that we did in Shadow and Light, when I was journaling in preparation for that, it all really made sense as to... I'm not going to say like why it happened, but um, my role mm-hmm. and really like loving and forgiving myself for that. Yeah. Um, and that helped with the shame. Big time. You know, because um, the shame is just such a big part of holding us back. And when I just let it go and was like, this is my trauma around it. This was my role in it. This is why I'm ashamed of it. But God, that girl was in survival mode and just doing the best that she could. Mm -hmm. Like I would never judge or shame another woman or another man or whatever for being in those kinds of situations, you know? So, um, I feel like, God, doing that shadow work, really journaling about it really helped me move along maybe quicker than I would have if I didn't force myself to do that. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of processing that's involved in shadow work. And truthfully, I would say some of the things that I pulled out in that whole session, like I'm still working with today. I remember Um, because it was one of those things where you and I looked at each other and we're like, we're going to have to really like be super vulnerable. Yeah. And like really put our shit out there. It's also so helpful in letting things go. Yeah. Like that there were so many things that I was ready to let go of, but that I like actually could not because I hadn't processed them yet, you know? And so they were sitting there taking up space Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, picking at it, exposing it to air, cleaning it out, you know, like digging through the muck a little bit allows you to process it. So then you can be like, okay, now I get, and this was the lesson and this is the message and I'm going to integrate that. Like 
that sometimes when we're talking about healing journeys and things like shadow work and like the dark stuff that you're not trying to look at, it's not just that you talk about it. It's not just that you acknowledge it and you decide that you're going to forgive it and love it. But then after all of that, this integration conversation is really important. And integration looks like you doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Integration looks like you not doom scrolling or engaging on social. It looks like you not, you know, disassociating and staying really busy all the time so you don't have to think about it. Integration is just being present with it, doing nothing. Yeah. And that shit doesn't happen unless you make time for nothing. You know what else I really loved about Shadow and Light? Mm. That we had a participant that day. And this was the first time I had ever experienced this. And this particular participant, and I just want to share this because I just want people to know that it's okay. Yeah. This particular participant was very vocal about how much they didn't want to be there. Right. And that was the first time that we, that I had a participant say, I don't want to fucking be here. Right. I don't want to do this. I mean, I am and I will because I know it's important and I know I need to do this. Mm -hmm. But like. There was resistance there. There was a lot of resistance and it was so cool and honestly so refreshing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people feel obligated to be like, love and light. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to be here, even though I know we're going to dig through the shit. Like, healing isn't always fun. It's, you know, yes. it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I so appreciated this participant's willingness to be vulnerable enough to be like, I love y'all, but I'm over this shit yeah. and I don't want to do this. Yeah. But... I'm here, so let's do it, you know? And that really great facilitators leave so much room for people to have that experience, you know, and it be okay. Yes, and we were like, wow, thank you for Mm -hmm. your honesty. That's incredible. Yes. You know, and of course, like any event that we host, like, you know, consent. Like, we're not, you know, as long as you're willing player, like, cool. Bring it. Um, so that was a really cool thing to experience during that. Also, like, it's worth mentioning that this was one of the big kickoff points, um, where we were really establishing a relationship with Purple Rain. You know, like, we had been doing breath work there and Shadow and Light, that was the venue for Shadow and Light, that having Purple Rain as, um, kind of a home base for us to do events through like that was really such a huge gift. Um, magical. If you guys haven't checked it out, I'm plugging Purple Rain right now. You guys it, gotta go. It. Um, it also, after Shadow and Light, like kind of like all of our events, I guess, like I kind of hibernate and go underground. Well, we were going to do Costa Rica. We canceled Costa Rica canceled in July. We canceled Costa Rica, but it was also your birthday. And that was a really... Well, it was a hard birthday, dude. It was a hard birthday for you. It's when I went in and started painting and like didn't, talk to anybody or do anything for several weeks um and yeah I don't know what it was like it was just like this weird slump like I felt old and I think in tandem like my husband's six years older than I am so I was gonna be 44 he was gonna be 50 you know and I was just like what the 
is 50. Like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? And I'm only six years away from that, you know? <laughs> like, and so it was so funny because age has never been that big of a like situation, but it felt like a situation. And I was also like, it was a year ish from when I had left the salon. Right. And so it kind of had that like milestone on it where I was like, okay, so what have I done in a year? Right. And like Costa Rica, we canceled the July Costa right. Rica. So I was feeling rough about that. Right. I was like, shit, we got ahead of ourselves. And so now we got to take it out. And um, even though it was like a relief and I was glad that we canceled it at the same time, it just felt so much like a failure that that was really hard to stomach, you know? Right. That like we basically like disassembled our previous work environment all to leave and be like, watch me go. Watch me kick ass, y'all. And then we're like, oh, what have we done? And like, it was time. And in that year, I mean, things were working. Everything was okay. But I also, because, you know, we're going to speak to like my vibration, kind of hit that gutter space where then the business slowed way down. And when I was looking out, I was like, God, I don't have anything to do for the next two weeks, three weeks, month, what am I going to do? And that's when I got the message to paint. Mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of painting stuff because we had been doing the art immersion thing like a year before that or whatever. So I had a bunch of painting supplies and I'm not much of a painter really. I have one of Laurie's paintings in my house. Or I wasn't until I hit that stride, you know? All my clients that see it, they're like, who did that? Yeah. Laurie Wallace. It's kind of become a thing now. I know. And I remember feeling like, okay, so if all I'm just going to do is just sit here and paint all day and drink coffee and listen to music and, you know, like that there were lots of days that Aubrey would get up for work and I'd be painting already. And then he would leave for work and come home that night, nine hours later, and I'd still be painting, you know, and he would go like that. It became this, uh, I feel like it was so therapeutic. It was so therapeutic. It was like a cocoon. Yeah. And it gave me, and For all the things I painted, like the painting that you have or anything that, you know, turned out in a way that I was like, yeah, I like that. There were 10 things that were just me just brush stroking because it felt good to brush stroke. And something kind of happened in that time where I was able to recalibrate a little bit and get really, really okay with like, what's wrong right now? (laughs) Like this very moment, what is wrong with me? there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine, you know? And that, that, uh, that pressure in my head about like, what have you done over the last year? You're 44 now. What are you doing with your life? You know, like how healthy are you or how focused are you? Or are you, you know, like check, like that there was nothing wrong. It was all that like should business that gets in your head that gets you so twisted, you know, I should be there. Right. And it doesn't matter how, zen you are or how much your work revolves around like supporting people out of dark spaces sometimes you're supposed to be in a dark space you know like it's there lies the lesson yeah <laughs> it's totally normal and okay and um it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and you know to the point of like all the like I felt really depressed kind of like when I had covid you know like mm. that that was a thing except it wasn't the thing, you know, it was just what was going on at the time. And it was fine. It's perfectly yeah. aligned. Um, so shortly after that became working your badass energy. 
is when we wrote oh that class. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Y'all, I just looked at Laurie like, what? We did oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is such an interesting episode. Yeah. Like there was a lot of stuff that happened. That wasn't even that long ago. No. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Working yeah, Your Badass working energy, your badass we energy, we launched it uh, July 20th because we wow. were going to be doing it at the Midwest show in wow. September. Wow, that's right. So we wrote it. We got it to Vilma. Vilma was excited about it. It got added to the class schedule for the Midwest Hairstyling Awards. And we started down the path of teaching classes in salons about how to run energy, clear energy, and protect their own energetic space behind the chair or in the room. Uh, invaluable information, you know, that was really just one of those things that um, came to us, you know, that we didn't have to work hard to figure out. It was something we were already using in our daily lives and it became beneficial for other people. Um, so yeah, working your badass energy came right up to the Mary Magdalene feast day. Y'all. <laughs> like things start moving fast now that we're oh like to mid year. Yeah, God, Mary Magdalene Sacred Divine was so Feminine. Good. Yeah. And and that was a great episode, by the way. Great episode, great experience. Yes. Really beautiful to be a participant in a retreat instead of facilitating a retreat. Yes. And seeing how other women do that kind of work. Like it was really inspiring and um yeah, just like a whole different realm of healing modality that we hadn't been exposed to like that before. Yeah. And y'all, um, if I have my recording schedule, right, this last episode, um, with Peyton, um, she helped that Mary Magdalene feast day. And I'm telling you what an amazing, powerful woman. She made such um, an impression on us. We've been trying to get her on the podcast this whole time. Right, you know, right. like, and yeah. here she and is. Here we are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mary Magdalene was such a huge. beautiful, huge thing for me. Um, and man, if they do that, like if that's an annual thing. Oh, we're doing it again I'm, with them next year. Like, oh yeah. Sign me up. I'll like, always buy a ticket to Sign do that with them. me up. I will do it again and again. And I'm bringing all my girlfriends. <laughs> so as if that wasn't enough. After the Mary Magdalene feast day is when we jumped headfirst into Pets for Vets. Pets for Vets. What a special time. For real. Like, and all of that happened so quickly, right? Where it was like, Pets for Vets. We didn't get a venue till three weeks before. This is another really good example of how it should not have been enough. Right? Okay, like <laughs> literally... We put that off for way too effing long. And well, not for lack of trying, Laurie. We tried six weeks beforehand. We were, we should have started earlier, but. I've said this, in, but in retrospect, like it's the truth. I did not really think that both Pets for Vets and the Midwest Awards were both going to happen. Like when we planned it like that, I was like, one or the other will fall off. <laughs> Truly, like, okay. And, but if it were Pets for Vets, that would have been terrible because Gino was coming in. And what were we going to do? Well, worst case scenario, we just hang out with Gino and have a best time all weekend, which is what we did anyway. But like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, in my estimation, when we were planning these two huge events two weeks apart from each other. They were two weeks apart. <laughs> that I was thinking? like, it's okay. One will get traction. The other one will kind of fall to the side. And we won't be in absolute mania for four weeks surrounding these Except two events. Except we were. <laughs> Except that they both panned out. <laughs> 
And that Pets for Vets was a huge success for our first local event. Yes. And for as short of a time and panicky as it was. It was so fun. It was so fun. So fun. Um, Totally not like work at all. No. Exceeded our donation goal to DFW Canines for Veterans. Four-figure check. I've never written a four-figure check to a charity, ever, ever in my life, Yeah, until we did it at Badass Ladies Club. I mean, go Badass Ladies Club. Go Badass Ladies Club. (laughs) And just the community aspect of it, when I think about all the people that did come to Pets for Vets, how grateful I am it was those people. Yeah. And that they have become such great um, supporters in our orbit, you know, like doing the work and... Obviously, you know, we had that great content day at Purple Rain during the day oh, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. got to make all of that beautiful space. Um, and then obviously like all the hair work that Gino did, that you did, that Kellen did, Caitlin doing the makeup. Like it was just Faith doing music, you know, and her dad coming and DJing like Lockwood distilling. It was just such a brilliant example of how like all these things that we needed kind of clicked into place. And it so created this minute. beautiful event. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, yeah, that was a special one for me, which guys look out cause we have so much content coming with pets for vets. Shout oh out gosh. to David Castillo. Thank you, David. Um, you're an angel and a veteran. Thank you for your service Indeed. by the way. But, um, he was our photographer and videographer and, um, we got some content back about that, which we have not totally posted all of it but busy we we've been a little busy it's been amazing um it also seemed like it happened so fast and then we popped to midwest awards so quickly afterwards that it you know it just like kind of went away (laughs) but we did it and it was great and then we were like okay we okay on to the next um Um, yeah and midwest you know was such a special beautiful time yeah um, we made so many connections, Yes, made such great new friends, did really fun, creative work backstage with gray label. Yes. Had our first merch booth ever. Yes. Had our crew, Alana and Caitlin drive to Kansas city from Texas. You girls are nuts. After they got off work Saturday night, you know, like oh, to be in your twenties again. I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, like had their first hair show experience. So sweet. I love that our work has become helping like creative people in business like Gray Label or like the Midwest Hairstyling Awards, you know, create awesome things to walk runways and to support the beauty business. But there was something about Badass Ladies Club supporting Alana and Caitlin and seeing their first hair show that like seriously made me emotional. Because I remember what it was like the first time somebody paid for me to go to a hair show. Yeah. And it changed my fucking life, you know? And I don't, they both are way more established than I was when I went to my first hair show. They both own their own businesses already, you know? Like, um, but still, like, when you see people like Peter Gray present the runway that they did at that show, it just takes your understanding of what the creative aspect of the hair and makeup business is to a whole different level, you know? And so, yeah. Like, well, because you don't see work like that behind the chair. Behind day. the yeah, chair. Right. So to realize the, the limit does not exist. Right. Like 
it's just so much inspiration, which yeah. is why so many people get into that business that it was like this beautiful, sweet thing that happened that I never really expected Badass Ladies Club would be responsible for was something like offering opportunities to people like that. Um, and that somehow between Pets for Vets and Midwest Hairstyling Awards, we had so many opportunities that were popping up for people in our network and that they all just like showed up in such a great way. And it was beautiful and it was easy and it was reciprocal. And that felt really, really magical to me at that award show. Amen. We also got to present an award. That was really fun. Yeah. And we got to like share a video reel on the big jumbo screens in the middle of the show. Yes. Like our faces were huge. Um, recorded here at Nexum, at Nexum Studios. Yeah. Um, Shout out Paul. Paul did such a beautiful job. If you guys need sizzle reels, like... Content so is beautiful. king, y'all. Like yeah. video, audio, it pays to do that stuff uh, professionally, yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, really great representation at the Midwest Awards. Also exhausted, you know, and what that was in September. Yep. Whew, we're, I'm already getting tired. Um, I know. Um, but there's still so much more. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, October, I mean, what stands out for me is my Disney trip. Obviously, which, which I've talked about like at length here mm -hmm. on the podcast lately, but it it really was one of those like I never thought I'd be able to do that. Yeah, um, because in my head, Disney costs a million dollars, and it damn near almost does. Yeah, but um, it was just one of those like bucket list taking Adelaide at such a mag magical age, um, and like. Timing was divine. Yeah. It was perfect. Perfect. Um, but what did, what did we do? Did we do anything in October? Well, I think that was when our um, article in One to Know magazine came out. Ah. And that was really cool because we had like forgotten that we yeah. even did that interview a few months beforehand. And then a friend called and was like, oh my God, you're in this magazine. And that's right. So getting, uh, getting our name out there in the media was like something that, kind of came out around October and that was a lot of good energy. Oh my gosh. And we had Yanira on the podcast. Right. Oh my God. She dares that Collective was another was great episode. She dares collective. If you guys haven't heard that one, that yeah. one was really great. Such a good one. Um, and then we got into our celebrating our 100th episode of the podcast. Oh my God. 100. That was such a big deal. Like it seemed like forever away when we first started the podcast that we would ever hit triple digits. Yeah. So many things in such a short window of time. Oh my gosh, the smile on my face is so big. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, then we also were teaching Working Your Badass Energy like in salons more. We taught yeah. it at the awards show. Um, this is also when we started to like collaborate with different companies like Beauty For Real and doing more work with Grey Label and like laying the foundation for future events and collaborations, which felt really rich and awesome and uh, exciting. Mm -hmm. This is when we relaunched uh, Costa Rica 2023. Yeah. Is around like late October, early November when we got the word out that we were going back, um, which I can't freaking wait. Ah! I'm so excited. Um, um, early November, I went to L.A., you went yep. to Denver. And then I went to Denver for the Southwest Hairstyling Awards. Yes. And um, Denver was really great because you, well, it's so funny because I had gone to KC by myself, laid the groundwork there. Mm -hmm. You went to Denver for yep. Southwest Hairstyling Awards. Right. You laid some groundwork there. 
But you, my friend, did like a whole campaign. I did a lot of work that weekend. Um, By default, really, Alicia Cannon hit me up and I got to do makeup with her for Peter Gray's uh, PG Zoo collection that they presented at Denver Fashion Week and at the Southwest Awards. That was really awesome because even though I did, you know, like some cleanup men's grooming makeup uh, for Grey Label, like this PG Zoo collection was like avant-garde, out of the box, the kind of makeup I hadn't done in a lot of years. Yeah. So much fun. Um, And it was like all the best parts of runway makeup with none of the bullshit that I had to deal with when I did runway makeup in the past. You know, like the team was just so... Like they were intense and we had a job to do, you know, right. and we it's were getting not like shit it done. was easy breezy, but but it was so respectful. Yeah. And um, it wasn't people yelling and screaming and, and genuine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. really like collaborating for the intention of like creating some great art together um, and that everybody had their spot there you know like it felt really inclusive and wonderful and that was so fun and not like you work for me right or like get the fuck out of my way and let me do my thing because your job just isn't important here you know um which happens a lot a lot in runway um so yeah doing that piece and then seeing that walk you know the closing of the show was just like really really cool um especially because i like i said didn't go there with the intention of doing anything like that it just kind of happened yeah and then, yeah, for the day after, we got to shoot a uh, campaign for Beauty For Real, which is really, it was the first time that I've ever been so instrumental in, like, creating a campaign before. Mm-hmm. And we're not even done yet. And, you know, like, we got a lot of the content collected uh, that weekend. I'm in the process of, like, editing it now and putting it into some usable products. Um, but, yeah, that was... So awesome because, again, a super last-minute trip was not something I was planning on doing, but just kind of came up, and I said yes. And it was one of those things that, like, as I was doing it, I was like, do I know how to do this? Oh, you, oh yeah, I know t- t- totally know how to do this. You know, like, where somehow your experience over several decades is somehow added up to this thing that you're good at that you didn't even realize that you were good at. That's what that whole shoot was like. Um, and, again, the best team. You know, like, that's so wonderful to attract. Like, if anything, it makes me realize how much I have worked on my own vibration and my own frequency that I'm attracting teams of people to work with that are so aligned and wonderful. Amen, sister. You know, like, that. that's a big indicator for me or, like, something that I can look at and be like, you're doing good, Laurie. Like, you're focused on attracting these people that are really good to you. Yeah. And that you can be really good to, you know? and that even though we all have something to like gain from each other, obviously, because we're like collaborating on something, it's in a really beautiful, genuine way and not in like a gross, what can I get from you for as little as possible kind of way. To sum up the year. Yeah. Yeah. We have worked alongside this, you know, trail of people Mm -hmm. that we've talked about and I could not be more grateful. I love working with these people I that we've been too. working with. Um, so aligned and it feels so, so right. Mm. And I didn't know what it was to be aligned before. It feels good, man. It feels really it feels good. It feels real good. Um, 
But I mean, if you run it all the way through, though, like you get into November, there was the self love container where I did a little month long yeah. course in November and that went really well. Yeah. Um, you've been in holiday mode, you know, like yeah, holiday mode at the salon has been wild. We had our article in the Dallas Observer. That is like another really amazing thing that happened. Um, where yeah, we Pace got to a know call. people, huh? Well, because <laughs> Scott was on the podcast, yeah. Um, and that you know that's what happens when you have community and network is that sometimes they write for awesome magazines like the Dallas Observer. Yeah, and, and you know, like what's so cool about my friend Scott, and yes, he has been on the podcast. He was on with his sister Melissa. They're so funny together, awesome. but um. You know, with Scott, he's just like one of my guy friends, you know, and I, I talk about Badass Ladies Club with everybody. I don't care who you are, but I don't get into like nitty gritty stuff because like we're mainly focused around women. Mm -hmm. I know that we've had men attend events and stuff, but like, I don't really talk in depth with men about a lot of the stuff we do. But Scott, as just a good friend of mine, he hasn't listened to every episode, but he's listened to a handful. And he's the one who came to me. Yeah. And was like, I really want to write about Badass Ladies Club. One, because it's a sausage fest with like what he's been writing about, <laughs> which is so funny to me because God, he writes the most amazing articles. He really about is a great artist. You know, um, Jane's Addiction and um, Flicker Stick and, you know, like all these huge bands. I'm like, you're interviewing Perry Farrell and you want to interview the Badass Ladies Club? Okay. Okay. Like, so yeah, it was just, it was great. So and it's a great article. Like, I'm it really, really is proud of a it. great article. Um, so much funny uh, energy around the headlines. Oh my God. <laughs> a little sensationalized, but it's for clicks. It's we fine. Get it. It's I like fine. being clickbait. It works yeah. great. Um, so yeah, again, media coming to us and yes. wanting to talk about the podcast. And there's just something that happens when like somebody writes about your company that it's almost like I was reading it like I didn't know our story and like I didn't know who we were. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, I want to listen to that podcast. Right. Like, oh, those girls I want to cool. go to one of their sessions. Like, I want to go to Costa Rica <laughs> with them. It just like, um, it sounds different coming out of someone else's mouth. Yeah, I, I was saying that to someone that um, we were quoted in there saying a few things that I was Ooh. like, well, I mean, that's the truth, but to read it in print. It's just so funny because on a podcast, we say things, it comes out of our mouth and then it's I forget gone. about yeah, it. It's totally. gone and it's just out there. No, and print then I, is forever. Like. And then I don't remember that I said it until someone may bring it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that. Yeah. But seeing my quotes in print <laughs> about things that I was like, oh shit, I did, did say, I say that. that? Like, <laughs> um, I love it. Where I was like, uh, oops. Yep. I you know sure what? said that. The truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> you know? And when you're speaking truth, people can take that however they want to take it. But yeah, no, it was also, we were joking, like it was kind of like a Kardashian moment <laughs> where you're like, oh, sometimes the media gets things twisted, you know? Right. Like, um, 
that it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, no, I did say that. I don't know if I actually meant for it to come out like that, but not misquoted, but shit. Like, but, and oh, so, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a really, and that if you have that moment when an article is published about your company, good problem to have. Right. You know, like all press is good press. Um, That's right, sister. All press is good press. So, yeah. But here we are in December. December. Um, Laurie is hosting another breathwork event. Center for the Healing Arts yeah. um, on December 18th. And then we're doing Coherence out at the center on That's December right. 11th. I'll be like, there. I have uh, events every Sunday in December. Yeah. Except for the one, yeah, like pre-holiday, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many good things coming up in 2023. We'll get to that. We're going to get to it. And uh, yeah, really big announcement Yeah, in our last episode of the year. So um Man, this was fun. This I'm glad that fun. we celebrated all the awesome shit we did all year long. Like. I wasn't expecting to talk for 63 minutes. No doubt. Uh, you're a badass bitch. You're a badass bitch. Love you guys. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Bye.